0: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
1: A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states.
2: We are controlling transmission. There is
0: another world that awaits far beyond what we can see and feel.
2: A place that's anything but ordinary.
0: What you believe.
1: Into to the zone of the best unknown, UFOs, aliens,
2: ghosts, victims, conspiracies, and
1: cover-ups, and to the pair of normal weak. You know, it never ceases to amaze me, friends, when I hear of the possibility of signs of alien life being found. I mean, imagine the implications of such a discovery. Uh, I think it would be one that actually unites us rather than divides us. And uh, what a time it it is that we are living. Uh, Will this discovery be within our lifetimes? Only time will tell. But then the question becomes, once we have discovered that we are not alone, how is it that we deal with this new reality? Should we engage with extraterrestrials one day, much like foreign relations among countries, which are pretty poor these days? A protocol must be adopted for how to deal with making contact with Another race, and perhaps that includes an embassy to prepare for first contact. Consider it a uh, laying the foundation or maybe building bridges uh, to connect our world to worlds that are unknown. So we're talking about establishing a base in which to communicate with an extraterrestrial civilization, to invite them to correspond with us. There's been some uh, recent news uh, as far as the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, whether or not uh, that actually comes up with uh, a signal or whatnot it still is always fascinating that there's these efforts that are going on out there searching the cosmos, literally, for what may be. And it's along those lines that the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact was formed, an international network of diplomats, politicians, government officials, experts in extraterrestrial affairs, and interested people overall with the shared goal of welcoming extraterrestrial civilizations to establish diplomatic missions on our planet. Tonight, welcoming to the program two members of the group. Sylvain Rochon is co-founder and VP of network development of the organization. He's an entrepreneur, author, and futurist who is passionate about the future of human civilization, aren't we all? He's got experience in technology, science, and engineering. And Claude Cheve is director architect of the organization, a professional architect, a graphics designer, and entrepreneur. Uh, the website for the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact is Alliance, the number four, et.org. That's Alliance4et.org. We welcome Sylvain and Claude joining us. Uh, welcome to the program, gentlemen.
3: Thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Sylvain uh, just text me, letting me know that he has a little glitch, so I can take it from here. And uh, the Radio of Paranormal, uh, Paranormal, uh, Paranormal, thank you so much for having us. And uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to try to answer all the questions you might have. And um, as you mentioned, and you started about the embassy, and during our conversation, I will explain why an embassy is needed. But other than that, Silva, if you're ready uh, to introduce yourself, uh, I'll be happy. If not, I can carry on. Please let us know.
1: Yeah, I think Silva is joining us from the other side of of the world. So it's just amazing that it, this conversation can even take place. I think it's an, another day. Uh, he might be. Yeah, he, hopefully he's not sucked into a black hole. Uh, <laughs> but. Not. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be able to join us. Uh, he, he was there just a, a couple of, of moments ago. So okay. why, why an embassy? Why do we need a base in which to help us on this goal of establishing contact with an extraterrestrial race?
3: Well,, hello. let me let me be straightforward with you on that matter. If a uh, high level civilization can travel to space. Obviously, they have to be way much more faster than speed of light. Uh, it means they have a technology that they could build everything everywhere they wanted at their own wishes, OK? That has been said, at the limit, they could even come directly on Earth and go talk to any president of the planet at any time they wanted. But apparently, uh, the reason of the embassy is the fact that on our planet, at this particular time in humanity, we have problems that we did not yet resolve. It's called war and anger and all that you know. And the extraterrestrials are basically telling us uh, in some fashion, they are telling us, look, we can influence a little bit your planet. We can help. they know that when they show up themselves for the first time off, officially, it will accelerate the peace process. But in order to do so and in a very uh, fair and justice way, they decide not to choose a country where to land, but they would like to land in a territory acknowledged by the rest of the world like their own territory here on Earth, and we call it the embassy. Now, don't make me wrong, I am currently the architect of the embassy for the Alliance, and also the Raelian movement that is helping to sponsor these uh, wonderful actions that the Alliance is working on. And uh, yes, we designed something, but bear with me, more than the Embassy, what we are looking for is the status of extraterritoriality, meaning that we want a piece of land in which the extraterrestrial can come and live at their place like a regular embassy without having to fear any country, any violence, anything else. You know, it's really basically look, that's our piece of land on earth, and we come and live as we fit, as we see fit, you know. But bear with me, in, I want to really influence and in, uh, express that imagine i as i said at the beginning of our conversation those extraterrestrials are traveling way much more than speed of light they have the technology in a heartbeat to install themselves everywhere they want on the planet without even us having the ability to defend ourselves if it was in a very aggressive way which they are not they are telling us we only want to come visit you if you prepare us the space I know you still have to resolve a few of your issues on your own planet, uh, especially now, as you know, with the war, etc., and so on. So give us this land. Make sure the Convention of Vienna has accepted us, and the United Nations as well, and all the main institutions worldwide acknowledge this territory as an extraterrestrial land exclusively, and then we show up. And it means we don't want to have to fight any of your jet or, or your F-15, F-16, and you name it. We want to come in peace, but you accepting us. If not, don't worry, we watch you from a distance, and when you're going to be ready, we're going to be landing. But until then, that's what we're working on. So that's why we, we, we push the objective of the embassy. You cannot imagine a race of extraterrestrial coming on a planet where peace is not established. Now, bear with me a second and stay super cool and positive here. Imagine the planet is super at peace, no border, you travel without any passport, everybody can eat how they see, fit, everybody is in harmony with everybody on the planet. No segregation, no racism, nothing of that. The extraterrestrial will land wherever they want doesn't matter because every country will be so at peace, hey guys, they arrive in the front of my door. Okay. And it will be kind of holy cool, you know, because all the planet will be so at peace, it will be a no need to build an embassy. So I'm coming back to the fact that the embassy is more needed because our world is living a transitional experience. We are about either to self destroy ourselves or either enter into the golden age. And the embassy, to me, is a bridge offering us the possibility to accelerate the peace process on Earth.
1: So tell us about uh, the plans for the embassy. Uh, Sylvan's with us, I believe, right? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, well, your thoughts on what you've heard so far?
0: Well, I think uh, I think Claude has it bang on. It's uh, in principle an advanced civilization that's able to cross the stars in a in a short amount of time, not generational. Um, they, they can land anywhere without us knowing or having to do anything with it. Like it's they're they're letting us, um, giving us the opportunity, I would say, to figure stuff out for ourselves and to be welcoming and to decide okay now it's time to come in and they have their own uh, view of what is uh, what civilization level they want to meet right uh, they may not be super interested in uh in coming to let's imagine and i'm picking a nation let's, let's say italy right okay let's land in italy and then uh, uh uh, uh, uh oh, most of the plant- uh, most of the countries in the world are jealous and they start fighting each other over the rights to have access to the aliens and you know like they they, they don't need us <laughs> they don't need to, the, the the trouble uh and they all they got is is time like they're just watching us so so right now they're they're waiting for us to get our stuff together to make sure that if they do have a meeting it's going to be it's going to be a peaceful one they, they won't be causing any trouble uh, and it's going to be peaceful so you know creating the embassy itself as a as a project is a means for human beings to have those discussions and to agree to on how a meeting would occur and with within that process, at least my hope is that uh, these discussions will unify us. It'll help say, hey, you know, there's these wars about either oil, religion, or uh, or other reasons, or power in different parts. That's nothing compared to the opportunity of having uh, communication with uh, a very advanced civilization from elsewhere, uh, doing exchange of knowledge. So let's, like, put down, uh, let's bury the hatchets. the old American dictum uh and and let's work together to make that work so that uh, I, I think that's part of the evolution of humanity to actually get together and prepare for uh for that first contact uh i, I tend to because i'm a big tricky like i uh, and i think roddenberry had great ideas uh storyline wise um you know the prime directive uh, some people are familiar with it, like the prime directive is uh, you know, when you're an advanced civilization, you go to a planet, uh, you don't disturb that planet until they are ready for, 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 for an actual first contact with no understanding what the contact means and not creating problems within civilization, the culture, creating wars anything like that. So uh, the enterprise goes around and tries to follow the prime directive as much as possible when they meet primitive civilizations. Well, in this case, we're the primitives. So they they're following in their own version of the prime directive they say oh they're getting ready but they're not you know they're not ready yet so
1: all right we'll hold that thought and we'll pick it up right where we come back with uh, Sylvain Roshan and Claude Cheve from the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact into the paradise. Extraterrestrial relations tonight into the paranormal, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. We're preparing for first contact. What do you think about an ET embassy being built to prepare for first contact with a race that is not like us? Continuing uh, with Sylvain Rochon and Claude Cheve from the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. Uh, Having the uh, event coming up at the end of the month on the 29th, which you can get more details about Extraterrestrial Diplomacy and First Contact Conference on November 29th. It's free. Donations accepted. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on November 29th. Parabnormalradio.com slash ET will take you right to the page where you can find out more information. Hope you'll join them. I know I'll be checking in on the Extraterrestrial Diplomacy and First Contact Conference. And it's along those lines that we're talking with these gentlemen tonight about, you know, preparing for first contact. And, Silvan, you were talking uh, before the break about, um, you know, seems uh, to be whether or not we're on the same level as uh, this other race.
0: Well, I don't think we are on the same level at all. Uh, we probably will never be. Um, they presumably would be, you know, a thousand more years more advanced as uh, a civilization. Um, like I was saying, we are the primitives. They are, um, they have access to the to the universe regarding resources or anything. So we, and we're stuck to the planet Earth still pretty much. So, um uh, I, I think there is a, depending on the point of view, there is a combination of reasons why they would be interested in meeting us. Uh, maybe it was, it's because we are getting closer to a level of understanding uh, to be able to actually have the contact. And in many, in many cases, including the, the beliefs of the Raelian movement and, and many other uh, people that are connected with the, uh, with the Alliance, uh, maybe they were involved in our creation on play. and that's why they're so interested in what's happening here because they seeded planet earth uh, using genetic engineering and were involved in early days in experimentation and uh, in interaction with humanity uh, early humanity and I would you know if we were in their shoes that would give incentive for for them to, to want to meet us officially at some point when we're ready um, uh, we'll, we'll know for sure when the meeting occurs our our task and the alliance is to try to make, it, uh, to make it easy. And it's really the work is with humans. We, we don't have any communication with, a- with ETs. Uh, we're just trying to get humans to, cr- to create a framework, a legal framework where we can all agree on how the meeting is going to occur. Uh, and that's important to avoid conflicts among, uh, among ourselves. Uh, so that's the, uh, that's the idea between, uh, behind the Vienna Convention, the optional protocol, and all our efforts of, uh, of gathering interest in the project.
1: So is there uh, a place that you have in mind to build this embassy and a timeline in which you want to do?
3: You I me before uh, continuing where the the location, uh, I love what you shared. It's beautiful. But I also want to to tell Jeremy that uh, uh, you have to realize what Silvan's explaining to us, uh, speaking about an advanced civilization, thousands of years ahead of us. We, us human beings might be a few hundred years in advance of other species that are starting their own civilization in different parts of the galaxy. Meaning one day, we, as humans, would love to have contact when we're going to reach peace, harmony, and obviously belonging to the inter- intergalactic community as well, go reach this new civilization elsewhere. And we will also respect them and their own rhythm to resolve their own conflict. If, if you will, in a sense, bear with me here. Now you want to go, let's say, to Europe, France. You take an airplane; it's twelve hours. It's the next door; it's no big deal. But imagine the cosmos, the universe. You travel two, three hundred light years away to see another possible planet with life on it. It, it shows a certain interest from
1: any extraterrestrial to try. All to... Right, we got to go to break. We'll continue our conversation after the news. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the Paranormal.
2: This is paranormal news what's happening to the rings of saturn While the planet can be seen now in the evening sky, the rings won't be visible from Earth come 2025 due to planetary tilt during an equinox event. As Saturn moves through its 29-and-a-half-year orbit around our star, it appears to nod up and down. The rings, thought to be made up of pieces of comets, asteroids, and shattered moons, are so thin that when seen from a distance, they appear to vanish by merging into an almost invisible line. The rings won't reappear until the following decade as Saturn rotates back towards Earth. This is something that happens about every 15 years. George Henry, Paranormal News. piece on all corners of the craft. It's about a 40-foot diameter dish-shaped craft. There were four beings associated with this craft. J-Rod was one of the crash survivors and worked directly with our own government. April 25th,
0: 1964 was the first official communication between our government and the aliens.
2: There have been face-to-face meetings between United States officials and visitors from other star systems. I think in this century, we'll probably pick up signals, signals from an extraterrestrial civilization. According to retired Israeli general, Professor Chaim Eshen, he says that Israel and the U.S. have both been dealing with aliens for years.
0: We have to be prepared for any contact with an civilization.
2: Like a trip through a time warp,
0: around and around we go. Into the Paranormal with Jeremy Scott. It's
1: a fascinating thought tonight. I'm Jeremy Scott, the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. You can find more information at Alliance4et.org Number four, et.org, and their upcoming conference, which is the Extraterrestrial Diplomacy and First Contact Conference. It's free happening November 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Claude. You were saying uh, before the break, um, uh, please continue your thought.
3: Yes, I was uh, trying to explain uh, to our audience that one day will be the civilization that's going to visit other extraterrestrials and basically we hope uh, uh, we hope they will welcome us with love but of course i like uh I like Sylvain when he shared the fact that he's a Trek fan and the Prime Directive. I am also my, myself very passionate about Star Trek, so I totally get it, Sylvain, I'm kind of like you. We will have our own Prime Directive as well, uh, telling us, look, don't interfere in the affair of another planet if this one did not reach a certain level of peace and harmony. So they too probably are going to look into have an embassy for us to be welcome in their planet. So, to come back to the original conversation, an embassy is more needed, as we said at the early start of your show, uh, is, is more uh, because we did not yet resolve fully our problem here on Earth, that we need to have a platform that we call the embassy to to welcome any uh, civilization that would come at peace and uh, and as regard uh, with the contact that we study and learn especially in the wild movement we know that any species that quit their solar system most likely are peaceful because uh, in order to gain that scan kind of energy they were once facing the problem to self-destroy themselves or have the possibility to travel so we the alliance that most of the people in the alliance and the alien movement are not afraid of extraterrestrial coming from another planet and the reason is uh, you get to imagine as i was telling also at the beginning of the show they have so much technology they could do whatever they want with us at any time but they don't they're observing us you never saw any ufo coming with a laser beam and starting to bombard the university school and or uh, uh, military base and none of that none of that whatsoever so that's been said uh, we have a lot of reason to believe that extraterrestrial are here in peace and and not just the royal movement or the alliance but you have other author and researcher on i'm having in mind eric von Deniken, uh, who wrote a few books and one of them very famous the, the chariot of god uh, basically saying that uh, in our history we have many many uh, examples of extraterrestrial intervention here on the planet and often if it's not most of the time to help humanity to go one step further, so yes, we need to build an embassy to welcome them here on Earth.
1: And I'm just wondering where this might be built.
3: Uh, <laughs> good question. <laughs> you know, as the architect, I could tell you we have few country, but first off, I'm not going to tell you. It's keep secret. But there is a few countries that show real interest. But I tell you the philosophy. The one who first came with the idea of building an embassy before the alliance was created uh, uh, was Rael. And Rael is the founder of the Raelian movement. And in the message that he brought to humanity, he specified that the extraterrestrial, named the Elohim, would love to have the embassy built near Jerusalem. That is just for sentimental value because they first created a humanitarian laboratory near this location, Jerusalem. And they wanted to come back there. But down the road, down the road, we've been asking uh, Israel to accept to build an embassy there. We were never rejected and we are still not 100% rejected. you know, it we are rejected but not rejected. Well, yes and no, it, it's very half and half with Israel. So uh Real, still before the alliance was credited said from no one we can ask any country in the world. And in order to do so, uh Sylvain and his team and Daniel Turcot, who's going to be one of the main speakers at the conference at the end of this month, uh Credited the Alliance in order to encourage that the humanity generate a protocol to build an embassy on the planet that will have the status of extraterritoriality. And that's been said, uh, Daniel, Sylvain, and many of their team did many effort uh, to go contact other country in order for them to accept. And there's few answers. I'm not going to tell you where who etc but i'm going to tell you uh, yes israel jerusalem is not the only location that now we're looking for and when we're going to have a, a real commitment from one of those countries that are looking seriously in that matter we will ask one more time israel if they want to build their embassy there so uh, i'm not going to lie to you by telling you we have the specific location we have opportunity to have multi-location, but we want a solid contract telling us, yes, we go. And then when we get that, we're going to start to build the embassy. But we get yeah, to get well, to go. Sylvain, am I right?
0: Yeah, th- th- no, that's, that's, all, that's, all, that's all correct. Uh, the preference is for Israel because there was uh, the Iranian movement uh, who provided a lot of funds like, uh, to the alliance to, uh, to accomplish its goals. Uh, that's that's one of the uh, the objectives, right? Is that place? But I mean, if, in it on in the technical sense, it's very simple. A nation needs to provide an extraterritorial land according to Vienna Convention for a, a, a true embassy to be built. So uh, it could be Israel, it could be another nation, uh, it can be any nation really that provides that, and then the embassy can be built and it will satisfy the requirements, internationally accepted requirements for uh, for an actual embassy to do diplomatic missions and to be recognized internationally so yeah it would be cool if it would be israel but uh, as you all know that it's not the most peaceful place right now um <laughs> and there are other places right. that could very much like to and be like hey here's a here's a red carpet here's some land we, we designate pro- appropriately and let's let, let's build it here and in that case i i, I think we're just going to go to uh, whoever says like let's go Right. Um, and that'll be uh, that'll be simple. And then in that nation, ultimately becomes kind of a, one of the major centers on the planet. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so uh, talk about, uh, I, I guess, are there some hurdles to overcome? Uh, and there's some documentation that you're hoping uh, gets adop- adopted. Is that correct?
0: Uh, not so much. Um at this stage, it's not really a lot of documentation. It's uh, uh, at least not from us. It's there's some uh, some documents that needs to be filed or a, a
1: document or that by, that, by, by the, know,
0: the, the country itself. But
1: yeah, yeah, but isn't there some some something that at the Vienna Convention that you're trying to get submitted?
0: Uh, well, we have the Optional Protocol. Uh, that is a suggested text to modify the Vienna Convention um to to adding some language, essentially, that includes a possibility that it's uh, an an e t. civilization, some a nation that's outside of Earth that will come and and uh, be doing diplomatic contacts. So that's important because the Vienna Convention was written in nineteen sixty one, and they didn't think about that at the time. so So that is uh, a piece of detail.
1: So your argument is that extraterrestrials, e.t.s, aliens, whatever we want to call them, require. Uh, special diplomatic status.
3: So, Jeremy, Jeremy, let me explain something for our audience here. Uh, why? What is Vienna Convention for everybody to understand clearly? Vienna Convention in the 19 early under was created to acknowledge what we call embassies all around the world. Meaning, if Russia wanted to build an embassy in United States, United States will give them a piece of land, uh, not that big, but a piece of land saying that is Russia. And accept the fact they cannot go in this embassy and this vienna convention did that for all the countries around the world who signed the the contract and therefore it's vienna convention is just a convention that was established to generate embassy all around the world and acknowledge embassy and in order for us before we present our file to the united nations it was a personality from the United Nations who invited us to try to talk to convention, uh, the Vienna Convention in order to get first a status recognizing an embassy for the, for the extraterrestrial here on Earth. No matter what is that, but had the Vienna Convention starting to study the possibility to have a land on Earth, even small piece of land, recognized as an embassy in which all humanity will agree not, to touch, you know? And that's exactly what we're looking for. So just to make clear, what is the Vienna Convention? Vienna Convention is that. And of course, us, we want to build the embassy, the Alliance want to build the embassy, but unfortunately, no other political system, no other jurisdiction or no other um, entity on the planet has addressed the problem at the Vienna Convention. And that's when the Alliance came on board and they, they, they came with a protocol and uh, they came with a solution and they say, okay, that's what we propose you to add a your convention. Would you agree? And now we are playing ping pong a little bit with them in order to have them facing the possibilities. Am I correct, Sylvain? Am I...
0: Yeah, and I, I would add something because um, uh, I know, uh, Jesse, you, you mentioned like uh, providing special status. Uh, I think you, Jeremy. Yeah it's not uh, it's not about providing special status to an alien civilization it's about making them uh, the language changes to include them in the established vienna convention Uh, so so uh, like right right now there is no consideration it's a uh diploma diplomacies are between nations on earth Mm -hmm. that's how it's written now we have to to say okay yeah between countries on earth yes but also Civilizations that are not from Earth also abide by the exact same rules. Uh, embassies already have all the protections, and also there the, the there was there's also protection uh, in the air. Like it is also already already included in the Vienna Convention, um, but they didn't account for a, for the possibility of aliens at the time. So now we ne- we need to add that protocol to cover fully uh, the possibility of an ET civilization engaging in mis- in diplomatic mission. So that's the that's the change.
1: So yeah, there would have to be an amendment to the Vienna Convention. Then, absolutely. Okay, they,
0: call, they call it an optional protocol, but it's the same principle as a, an amendment to the uh, to a constitution, like in the case of the states. It adds to it; it doesn't change it. It just adds something to it. Adds language.
1: Interesting. Yeah. And so, uh, is that a uh, is that a hard process?
0: Uh, well, it has to be uh, to be presented and discussed at the United Nations, and any nation. A uh, representative of any nation uh, that has a, a job, let's say, at the United Nations can present uh, a uh, a project at the UN to do exactly that. And they, they can pick up the uh, the optional protocol as we wrote it. They can rewrite their own thing. Uh, but it, it has to be presented, then it must be discussed at the at the UN with the uh, the other nations that are interested.
1: Very interesting. And we'll continue our conversation with my guest tonight, Sylvain Rochon, Claude Chevy from the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. I'm Jeremy Scott. Somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal, we'll continue right after this. Into the paranormal. Jeremy Scott into the paranormal, talking about building an embassy, an extraterrestrial embassy, as uh, we prepare for first contact. The Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. Uh, Sylvain Roshan and Claude Chevy, my guests tonight from the organization, their website, Alliance, the number 4ET.org. And check out the uh, conference coming up the Extraterrestrial Diplomacy and First Contact Conference. On November 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, it's free. Uh, donations are accepted. Would help the uh, Galactic effort, sort of speak. All right, couple minutes left in this hour, or so uh, I mean, continue, Salman, please. Uh, about the process, what it would it take? Uh, you know, a presentation would have to be made uh, at the United Nations, and and really any nation could bring it up, right? Yeah,
0: any nation can can bring it up at the at the UN, and then there's a there's a discussion um and uh, i'm not entirely sure maybe Claude knows a bit a bit about this but uh, how many nations need to sign on to uh, to a new document that would uh, that would um, essentially add that, an optional protocol to a Vienna convention but there is definitely uh, a need for a number of nations to uh, uh to agree on on the wording and all that stuff but it can be brought to the united nations by a single nation any nation can do it
1: uh talk about the history of the project. Uh I mean these efforts have been underway for some time. Uh how did the idea come to be?
0: Um I, I'm gonna get started, then uh, Claude you can uh can continue. Um it's started in nineteen seventy five, technically, uh with um with Ryle, uh at the time they uh he um in in the terms of, of the alliance he he's a contactee. So he was contacted by a person he called that called himself Yahweh, of the Elohim, and uh, provided with some information about how uh, we were created uh, in their image and uh, met over a number of days. And he, uh, Ra'el created a book uh, that described that, that, that encounter and the message with it. Right, so the, I'm making it really, really quick. Within that message, they say, hey, uh, you know, spread the word about, uh, about your, your encounter and what we said, and you know, uh, prepare an embassy. Because we want to come back in a, uh, when the time's right, like later. So, in 1975, the rallying movement itself as an organization, which was not called that back then, but they started talking about it, preparing and raising funds through donations. Many, many years later, those donations have grew to a, 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 a reasonable amount, specifically flagged for the uh, for the construction of the embassy when the time was right. And there were some more recent activities uh, uh, after the year 2000 to try to, to start contacting nations, uh, not only Israel but uh, other nations, like in 2019. So not that far uh, that far back. Uh, and um, and the alliance was created in 2020 to to work outside of that that one organization uh, to you know greet a bunch of other organizations to uh, to do something that, that was humanity centered. And Claude was, who's here, was involved in some of the intervening steps, like the design of the embassy. So I, I think it would be interesting for Claude to talk about um, those steps uh, in which I was not involved.
3: Yes, Sylvain, thank you so much. In a nutshell, you say it all, yes. It started in 1975, 73, 75, approximately. And yes, those extraterrestrials. Uh, names the elohim uh, ask us to build an embassy to welcome back when time will be ready for us to welcome to, to build an embassy for them to be welcome back when we'll be ready to welcome them so uh, that being said i want to share something to you there jeremy uh, we have to understand something because when we first started to to come with the idea okay we're going to start to design an embassy i was a young architect by then already in the 80s and i was excited or let's design an embassy et cetera et cetera and uh, immediately you know the royal movement was already producing so much money in order to build the embassy we had a sufficient amount to ask a, 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 a support from any bank worldwide in order to build the embassy. And well, this leader said, said to us, and that's important everybody understand here in this show, said uh, the embassy, an embassy for extraterrestrial on earth is not just a piece of land, is not just a piece of stone for one on top of each other to create a building. An embassy on earth is a is a mind spirit, it is the spirit of wanting to connect with another civilization.
1: That's right. Another race besides us that exists within us. I'm Jeremy Scott. More to come. Extraterrestrial relations, the name of this program, somewhere between the Paranormal and Abnormal, it's Into the Paranormal. This a show. Into the Paranormal is free on all the top podcast apps.
2: Travel through space. You never know where you'll land. We can guarantee it will be
0: into
1: the paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott's extraterrestrial relations tonight on into the Paranormal, talking with Sylvain Rochon and Claude Chevy from the Alliance for Extra terrestrial diplomatic contact uh it may reach a time in a place where we actually do make contact and uh, if we were to make contact it would be a uh, far better a scenario if we were prepared for that day uh, than if we were not and certainly a an embassy is in the right direction and so uh what are the implications of such an event, uh, First Contact. I think, Claude, you were uh, alluding to this as we headed to our break, as you were talking about you know, connecting with uh, other civilizations.
3: Yes, absolutely. I was explaining that uh, when we first came with the idea of building an embassy uh, in the early uh, 80s, 90s, uh, many of our members were asking the question but you know we can build the embassy tomorrow and the idea of our leader back then was An embassy is not just the stone and the land, as we spoke just before the break. I was explaining that the embassy is in the heart of every human on Earth who really want to have a contact with with an advanced extraterrestrial civilization. We need to build the embassy in the heart of everybody on the planet. And uh, as you know, it or today, we have many other preoccupation besides building an embassy for extraterrestrial. And I'm talking Ukraine, uh, South Africa, I'm talking uh, now Palestinian and uh, Israelian. We, we have many war, war issues on the planet, but nonetheless, uh, the Alliance exists for a good reason. The Royal Amendment for another good reason is, is to prepare the humanity to contact because it's imminent. It, it it in the next twenty years most likely we will know for sure that we are not alone up there. So we try we try to ready ourselves. Uh, we try to ready the world to the possibility of having a race of extraterrestrial come on Earth. And now more than ever, and especially since 1990, when well for the first time hand sketch uh, the embassy uh, decided here is a hand sketch of what i propose to build as an embassy and me as a, an architect back then assistant architect of the the, the leader architect back then uh, we designed the embassy to begin with and we had presented it for the first time uh, august 6 1991 to the media telling here is the scale model of the embassy. It's not exactly the same as today, because uh, thanks to the Alliance effort and in collaboration with uh, uh, the Royalian movement, we came with a little bit more specific plan, set of plan. And we represented uh, about two years ago, uh, another the, the upgraded version of the embassy. And this time, uh, since my colleague architect passed away, uh, I am now taking the lead of it. and. Uh, And I get to tell you, I'm very enthusiastic and very positive because we do not stop only on the embassy, but also the surrounding of the embassy. And that's something that's going to be presented uh, this winter in Japan for the first time as well. So uh, we are moving ahead because you have to understand in order to to propose to build an embassy and to get the Vienna Convention approved, uh, we need first to present a project that is sustainable by itself, and therefore we need to propose the possibility of what could be built around the embassy for to have a country interested of saying, guess what i'm going to go in the front of the vienna convention and ask for a status of extraterritoriality and therefore bring that to the united nations so now we decide we had work thanks to the alliance against with the royal movement to expand the project around the embassy to stimulate any country who will with the number understand what what benefit they can get from it? You know, yes, it's an embassy. But Silva mentioned that at the early stage of the meeting of the radio show tonight, he said, when we have an embassy in a country, you get to imagine this country. This country will become the country. Uh, capital of the world, if I might say, the country leading the world, because the first time a race of extraterrestrial will land is an advanced civilization, as I was telling you at the beginning, they come with an incredible technology that will completely change the face of Earth. So there's a lot of hope in here, you know, and the Alliance working extremely hard on that, which I'm extremely happy. Uh, Sylvain might talk about that. We have millions of followers and and, uh, we're not giving up because many people on this planet knows there is hope up there. And that's probably the only way. What do you think, Sylvain?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we have to think about uh, about the hopeful situation that we'll get there uh, because it's um, the planet's not looking great right now, <laughs> and uh, I think having a positive objective of joining basically go circle back to your question, uh, Jesse, um, the opportunity is to join something much bigger than ourselves, something that is at the galactic or even bigger level. That's something that we don't really know yet but there's most likely dozens of civilizations that are way more advanced than us that are looking into us. Uh, Jeremy, sorry, I keep calling you Jesse. Uh, (laughs) and, And, you know, getting into contact and start understanding the broader picture with them is going to bring us, hopefully, to a civilization level that we, I like to call it Golden Age as well. Uh, I know it's corny, but uh, an age of understanding that uh, the universe, right and understanding differences at a different, in a different way, probably celebrating them because aliens out there are probably very different than us, uh, and they have a lot of knowledge, and they've gone through a lot more than we did. So we can all we have to, all we have is to learn from them. And um, what an amazing time that would be. And it's not that far into the future.
1: Uh, there is a timeline though for the uh the construction of an embassy uh, a timeline in which you hope to uh, have this thing uh in play right correct
0: yeah cur- currently we're still in the uh, in the phase where we are trying to get um a country to lift a finger to provide extraterritoriality this is we're in that phase now uh assuming this occurs soon in the next few months, which is because of discussions, we still have hope this will occur. Uh, we, we don't know for sure. Uh, the embassy, uh, barring some details uh, about, uh, you know, you have to choose a land. You have to have permits. You have to have developers involved. and poli- uh, There's all sorts of uh, red tape policies surrounding, uh, um, you know, the land rights. Even when rights you're dealing with uh,
1: ETs, just like uh, with, with humans, our, our government's got to get involved right. there, don't they?
0: We'd love to do it differently, but we're dealing with governments and nations. Right? They provide extraterritoriality, extraterr but then you're building a building. So what happens in nations when you build something uh, that has especially something that's sizable on a piece of land? Well, you have to get permits, so you have to consider the environment. You have to uh, all the building stuff has to occur. So the opening we expect uh, with the construction, the opening of the embassy at, at near or around 2030. Um, assuming all approvals <laughs> occur smoothly. Um, that's just the world we live in, right? Like, uh, Thankfully, well, hopefully, we won't be building anything in California, because apparently uh, we'd be building in 25 years from now. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, due to the building there. codes, Selene?
0: <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Like, uh, So some nations have very lax building codes, that's, and they'd be... Excited to kind of speed, speed through things, perhaps, because of, the, uh, because of the type of project it is. But we have to anticipate that there's going to be all these rules that we need to abide by. Uh, we're not the ones that are going to be actually, you know, hammering nails. There's going to be developers and architects, other architects, like from chosen by the nation, most likely, and involved. And they'll have to follow the rules. And uh, uh, so the NBC is once it's open, it's still brick and mortar, like Chloe was saying still requires humanity to be ready but at least the building is going to be the site's going to be ready the rules of conduct between nations are going to be ready by then that's the uh that's the presumption uh and when we are ready then they have a place a safe place to go that's safe for us right as well that's the objective and then after that it's after after it's built basically it's a waiting day We, uh, we wait for for them to to come based on our behavior.
1: Okay, are you going to be putting out signals uh, of some si- uh, sort and uh, hoping to get a reply or what? Anything like that?
0: Uh, the Alliance won't be doing anything like that. No. Some of our member organizations are doing things, things as such like they're making CE5 contacts, they, they're they making moves, they have their own mandates. The Alliance itself is uh, is structured to Facilitate the construction of the embassy, and then, uh, and then it it may have another mandate afterwards. But it's to to help get the embassy built with uh, the way we described it in this uh, in this
1: interview. Um, yeah, and, and so, uh, uh, how are you hoping that you get that message across that you're open for business, sort to speak? Uh,
0: the uh, the extraterrestrials have been watching for a thousand years. They're still watching now uh they won't need any special like a, i don't know an email or a tweet <laughs> telling us hey it's ready they, they're, they're constantly monitoring us presumably like using our technology we probably the equivalent of a very advanced ai is probably monitoring everything that's happening here they'll know instantly if uh, if anything pertinent is happening they don't need to have eyes and ears on the ground or even in orbit most likely uh they got the technology to do that Probably from their own planet, just observe and uh, monitor, and then come and tease us when the, and visit us when the time's right. Um, so yeah, no, there's, there's, uh, I don't think that we need SETI to send out uh, messages in space or anything like that to uh, to make an announcement. I think there's going to be an announcement in the news, like uh, our own networks, and the aliens that are that are watching, so to speak, uh, they'll know that we're ready because we said so in all sorts of channels, and uh, I think they're monitoring the uh, the situation closely using automa- uh, automated systems. Uh, at least that's what I presume. So, you know, if you're a thousand years ahead in uh, in technology, you don't sit around like a guard- at a guard post waiting to see, you know, monitoring radio signals <laughs> to see and de- decipherers to to see if uh, if you get a message. Uh, you got automated systems to to do that for you.
1: Uh, and in the meantime, I'm guessing that part of the work that has to be done is to prepare humanity for such a event.
0: Yeah, the, even though the embassy itself is, you know, because of the red tape involved in the UN, it's a it's a project. I mean, it's a fairly uh, exhaustive pro- uh, project, but it's not it's not as exhausting as getting humanity to get along.
1: <laughs> right? That's... I, yeah, that's, that's the hard part. More with uh, the guys from the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. I'm Jeremy Scott, and our program continues. Somewhere between the paranormal and... Into the paranormal. Somewhere between paranormal and abnormal into the paranormal across the USA. I'm Jeremy Scott. So preparing humanity for first contact, uh, we get this embassy in in place. Uh, the ETs will know that we exist, and we're hoping at, at some point they reach out to us. Uh, so do you think that humanity is ready for this day? No. <laughs> no, we're not
0: yet. No, I don't think so. But then, my impression uh, or my uh, what I think doesn't really matter because uh, I don't know what the criteria is for that first contact. Right? Like they—they they know this specific idea. Like all, all that we know, and a, a lot of our members, uh, I think, in member, member organizations, like it. There must be uh, unity and peace on the planet. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, despite the fighting, right, humanity has been actually doing better on a lot of those metrics over the years. Like there's been fewer wars, fewer deaths, uh, fewer murders uh, every year in general. Like if you account the averages over the planet than before, that's all positive. Where's that line that we cross where they say, okay, uh, you're ready, right? Um, we don't know. <laughs> we don't have the data so um, uh, but I, I just don't think we are ready just
1: yet for sure uh, what is it going to if take I might,
3: if, if I might add something on that is is uh, yes there's many war and yes and uh, actually I want to take the latest one is Israel and Palestine we can see that as an very enormous war and very dangerous and it is true uh, it is a very dangerous war that's taking place now because many people will be involved. but on the other hand, there is something ultra positive there is worldwide march for stopping this war and it's, we could talk talk about the Iraqi war where we had millions of people all around the planet, but this year we have Three to four times that amount of people around the planet who's looking for peace. So that leads me to believe, and again, it's a belief, not a fact. When the embassy is built, we might have a flying over the embassy to said we, we will land when you are ready, ready, ready. But the fact they show themselves above the embassy will probably show us, oh, So they were really looking at us and it will force the issue for humanity to really solidify this peace that's taking place. Because really nowadays, the huge, huge problem every country has on the planet is no government is respecting the choice of its people is absurd observe there is no government on earth who's respecting the choice of its people they are doing what they want to do because they have advantage beneath uh, financial advantage lobby advantage you name it but the people the people and i assume like us here in this radio show we want peace we want harmony and if the three of us here tonight we are talking is apparently we don't have any problem with racism or other country in this planet because we're looking to have peace with the race of extraterrestrials so uh, we have no problem to try to formate it, peace here on earth with other country besides united states or thailand or switzerland but we want peace all around the place for the extraterrestrial to come in peace as well so i have a lot of hope uh uh, is not a fact what I'm telling you, but it is a logistic that as we are according to. We are going according to plan. I mean, what Daniel Turcotte has come with a, a plan, and in the next few years we will have the land. We will start to build the embassy. The extraterrestrial not necessarily will come in the next two weeks after the embassy is built, but right. I won't be. We right. are going to have some phenomena. Gotta
1: go, and we'll be right back after this, ladies and gentlemen.
2: This is Paranormal News. A massive comet with devil horns makes a resurgence. 12P has become more active as it races toward the sun, exploding for a third time in four months, growing giant horns each time. The comet is cryovolcanic, meaning cold volcano.
1: Instead of a rock with liquid rock squirting out of it like a normal volcano, you have ice, and then liquid ice, aka water, squirting out of it. And then when the comet passes far enough away, it refreezes. Dr.
2: Paul Sutter, professor of astronomy at Stony Brook University, tells NBC News the comet is farther away from Earth than the sun. 12p is hard, with an icy shell filled with ice, gas, and dust. It will reach its closest point to the sun next April, and will pass within 144 million miles of Earth in June, before or being slingshotted back into the outer solar system until 2094 when it comes back around. George Henry, Paranormal News. Are we alone? Are we-
0: between the paranormal and abnormal.
2: You're headed
0: into the paranormal.
1: As foreign relations uh, are kind of uh, muddied these days, at least between countries. But what about with the extraterrestrials? And we're talking with a group trying to uh, advocate for the building of an embassy in which to prepare us for first contact, the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. Sylvain Rochon and Claude Chevy are my guests this evening. We appreciate them for a uh, wealth of information. And uh, really here in the uh, final couple of segments that we have, we want to talk um, uh, about how we can help this organization uh in this process, um, but you had mentioned as well uh, some rules for conduct. Now, are these uh, rules among nations, or are these rules for interacting with uh, an extraterrestrial species?
0: Um, these are rules to interact with nations. This is a Vienna Convention and other laws, international laws, that are in place, so uh, agreed-upon rules of conduct between us the optional protocol we mentioned earlier uh, would include language that would include the, those that would encompass the um, uh, extraterrestrials also within that rule set. So, because um, <laughs> there is there is no rule for how to behave with E.T. so that's uh, that, that's not something that's been discussed in legal terms in uh, with almost any nation.
1: And so, what understanding would the nations need to come to? Uh, as far as interacting with another species?
0: Well, uh, that's the brilliancy of of leveraging the Vienna convention, right? Because each nation is sovereign. They can set up the laws the way they want. So they can uh, currently on almost every nation, in, every, in almost any every, every nation, aliens have absolutely no rights, less than animals, because there's no language that includes them in any law, in any protections or anything. But the Vienna Convention says uh, if you are d- designated as a diplomat, then you have all these rules that apply. So it doesn't matter from where you are, which species you are, or anything like that. If you're a diplomat, recognized diplomat, then you're covered. So so you don't need to change the laws for 200-some nations. You just need to make sure that the, uh, the individuals are qualified as diplomats and hence the Need for the embassy and all that stuff, so you're and then you're included in the rules of man, so to speak, you know if you do that
1: all right, and so you get this embassy up uh you you wait for contact, and uh, I believe uh it was Claude saying, uh you don't just wait for two weeks it's gonna take a lot longer.
0: It, it, it'll be longer
3: let me let me clarify on that I was saying uh don't expect in two weeks to have them come down and say hey it's time to meet but i was explaining that i won't be surprised after we build the embassy that they will do a show up above the embassy with they land i don't know but they will show to the world yes there is extraterrestrial flying above the embassy and this gesture will be a symbol of letting the world know that they do exist because still in this world uh, we still have to face the possibility that 40 percent of humanity do still not believe extraterrestrial exist all those extremist religious because when the extraterrestrial came on earth let me tell you we're going to also shake a lot of religious belief from all around the world because there's many religions who think we are the only created Creature on, on the universe that was made by God. I don't want to enter this chapter here now, but that is also another reality. So I I resume. Two weeks after we build the embassy, I'm not expecting them to come down, but hopefully, them not two weeks later, but a few time, few months of uh, a few moments after we build the embassy. And this moment can be two weeks, three weeks, or two years. They will be flying above the embassy and show us they do exist, see. So uh, that is slightly different, it's more the sense that now the world will have to face to the possibilities that uh, what the Alliance is saying, what the Rheulian movement is saying has a lot of potential truth to it, and I will look into it. And with that, and you're asking a good question, what are going to be our attitude when the extraterrestrials come? There is the Ruanian movement and the Alliance, especially the Royalian movement is teaching a new way of seeing life with absolutely new value of how the human being of tomorrow will have to be in order to be intergalactic. And uh, there's a lot to work on each other self in order to achieve this possibility, because one thing when we're going to knock at the door of the wall of the embassy, That's up to them if they want to open the door or not. If we get the Vienna approval in the time of convention, that's going to be their decision. We open or we don't open. We judge you already, we don't judge you already. But when we come in, we're going to have to respect their culture, their vision of the world. I am not going to enter as Claude with my big socks and think, hey, I'm going to teach you what earth is all about. I'm going to try to be humble and say, Thank you for welcoming me. Should I take my shoe away? Should I dress in a certain way and ask them what is the protocol for me to come visit you in your country that we offer them on Earth? That, that's the kind of attitude the world will have to accept. And that's part of the Vienna Convention. That's part of the fabulous work Sylvan's working on and the alliance to prepare humanity to humble them and say if we give them a status of the embassy, it goes with the respect of who they are at their level, in their own culture,
1: in their own, own time of civilization. And so how will we communicate with them? <sighs> I, I you
3: know. Uh, again, I get to, I, I get to come back. Then we communicate in every languages. You know, I'm a track fan. And, uh, you know, they have this this uh, immediate translator. And it is not sci- sci-fi anymore. Huh? Google does it. Uh, other company does it. We can immediately translate any languages. I go with my iPhone. You talk on the iPhone in Japanese. I'm listening in French. I answer to you in English, and you're listening in Japanese. It's It's, it's there. But they have this technology to be even more efficient than our technology which by the way is extremely efficient nowadays but damn is is not absolutely no problem because if they've been observing all the podcasts of the world uh, they're not looking just at your wonderful uh, paranormal show but there's also other show they are looking at in different languages from all around the world because again they're not attracted by united states or by france or by germany or by japan they're attracted by humanity in its whole picture so they're looking at all the bad of the world and i'm sure advanced as they are uh, They can speak all the language of the world. And that that matter, uh, just for your information, uh, thanks to Ryan who talked to them about it, we know that uh, they can learn a language in one second. It's just a little uh, connection to their brain and boom, they know the language. So, for them, it's not a problem to communicate to us in any language, but to facilitate us. Uh, My way, they will have a translator simultaneously. That I don't know. That's their technology. But again, you knock at the door, follow their culture. That's the rule. That's what an embassy is all about. It's not about us telling them how it works here, but about them accepting us, eventually take away our shoe and respect their tradition.
1: Because that's, so, you, it's so you believe that, that this uh, uh, species, uh, should we make contact, would, would be welcoming to that?
3: Oh, yes, definitely. So, yeah.
0: I so? mean, we, we can't really know for sure anything. Uh, but uh, we can only reasonably, we can only project who we are becoming, us, and assume that if we meet a more advanced civilization, they would have made the same advances. And same realizations, and that's a that's a bunch of assumptions, of course. Um, but you know, if you're in this context, had plenty of opportunity to come to come to planet Earth as invaders, as conquerors, and dominants, and like a lot of science fiction movies. But they've chosen to make appearances very discreet and to let us grow at our own pace in our own way. So we can only expect that there's going to be that level of respect on a first contact basis respecting our culture on our own grounds instead of imposing theirs
3: absolutely sylvan that's exactly true it's, it's that that was in my feeling i mean uh, of course we have to talk like that alliance on the wellian movement we aiming to build an embassy uh, it's to show we first step try to build something to welcome them on earth and uh, that's a gesture of kindness and love. And uh, as you said, they can uh, Sylvain, you said brilliantly and I said that early show, they can come and invade us at any time they wanted it with their technology, but they never did it. On the contrary, we can talk about the pyramid, we can talk about Chichen Itza, we can talk about a, a lot of old buildings that we still have mystery about it here on Earth. Who are they coming across? But yet we've not been invaded by any of them. We are still here as a human, flying on our own. So, again, I am like you, Sylvain. I believe they come in peace, and uh, we have to show mutual respect. And the studies of the embassy, as I was saying at the early beginning, and it is really a platform of telling, "Hey, you extraterrestrial, that's your home. If you come on Earth and you only want to plan to 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 to." put a tree, only apple tree, because you like apple tree, so put apple tree, that's your land, you do whatever you want. Or if you want to put banana tree, put a banana tree, whatever it is excites you, that's your land, it's, it's, we want you to be home, here on Earth. Uh, after, when the door is open, eventually you ask them, why did you put the apple and why did you put the banana and they, they will tell you joke and they will tell you their reason. Whoever, whatever they want to tell you, that's their choice, and we have to respect that. Is is I know we talk about that because I don't I I don't think you the extraterrestrials are going to be portrayed like the the movie of Steven Spielberg The Encounter of The Third Kind where it was very formal serious. It was it was cute at the time but a little bit too uh, industrial too. Not fun, not human, always, but it's going to be, uh, my belief, it's going to be more casual, more, <laughs> hey, guys. We are one. In this universe, we are one. You know, you ha- we had our, the same problem on our planet that you had nowadays. And we had to face it. We had to face them. We fixed them. And now you're about to fix them. And if we can be of an assistant, we will help you a little bit. Not too much, because you get to go on your own. But there will there will be extremely balanced. You know, the Creator, the Creature, the Created is not far away from the Creator. And if we have a sense of humor, I believe they have a sense of humor. I believe the extraterrestrials have a sense of humor. It's going to be a little bit more relaxed, you know, to meet with one another. Not so stereotyped. We don't need to come with the drum and the battery and the big trumpet. The official thing, it's going to be way much more cool, way much more. And, And you know why I'm telling you that, Jeremy? I'm the architect of the embassy, and I designed the interior. Me, I'm telling you something, me, Claude Chauvet, if I was not part of the alliance of the rallying movement, I would have give them a 10,000 square feet apartment to each of them. I, will give them. I will give them the biggest building there is on the planet, just for them. I will give them the best cathedral days on the planet just for them. But guess what? They ask us to build eight little quarters of
1: a thousand square feet. All right, got to go to break. Our final one of the program, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. Appreciate you listening to the program. Parabnormalradio.com is where you can find all the episode info, links to the guests, and to also check out the end of the Parabnormal store while you're at it. We've got some products on sale in there. Uh, Talking with Sylvain Rochon and Claude Chevy from the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. The Extraterrestrial Diplomacy and First Contact Conference is coming up in just a couple of weeks, November 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time and is free with donations. Um, Claude, you were talking about, uh, I believe, uh, the building plans. So when it comes to this embassy, right?
3: Yes, absolutely. I just wanted to express how, uh, as an architect, I can tell you how relaxed it is going to be encountering those extraterrestrials. It's not going to be... Uh, <laughs> Uh, is going to be very human, very kind, very full of love. You know, I'm designing their their, their building and I receive specific, and how many residents, how many bed, how many stairs, all of that. And I can tell you something. Each, it, it's basically seven different people who come here on earth, extraterrestrial, and I need to, to design seven of their department, plus one for a human, who will be supervising the embassy. Um they don't want to have a build uh, an apartment bigger than one hundred square meter each, which is approximately thousand square feet each. You know what? If it was me cloing, not being rally, not being part of the alliance, I will build each of them two thousand square feet just for each of them, even ten thousand square feet. They are extraterrestrial, they're phenomenal. they're coming from another planet. they deserve the best, but no. That you said, give us a little apartment, classic, like the normal salary people on earth. And they want to Mexico. blend in with us, right? Yeah. That, that, that you say, humbly, give us something very humble, you know, is to show us how they're not looking into prestige or into, into acknowledgement of, oh, we're big, and yeah, no, that just want to be simply loved. And I will add to that because I know Sylvan has a lot to do, to to talk about. But just think on term of love. When you receive your mother and your brother in your apartment, you have a spare bedroom for them. That's basically
1: what they're looking for. Right on, right on, Sylvan. Yeah, yeah Sylvan, you've got the conference coming up. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, like I already mentioned about the about the conference is going to be uh, about getting some news for the progress of uh, of. Uh, uh, the progress we've made in humanity, in disclosure, disclosure, uh, and also the, uh, the outreach to other nations and the Vienna Convention, all that stuff. So you're going to get all that news. Uh, We're doing it once a year. So this is going to be the one uh, for this year, 2023. We're going to do another one uh, next year with uh, more reveals. And if people want to help the alliance in general... You can go to our website. We have a, uh, a membership page. You can become a member of the Alliance. So you get special privileges and information. You can give up donations. And most importantly, you can also volunteer. Because nobody's salaried at the Alliance, everybody's a volunteer. So uh, giving time, giving money, information, uh, connections, uh, that's all good. And we're always looking for organizations and people of prominence. That uh, that want to support us publicly, so we can have better discussions with diplomats and governments and all that stuff. So that that's all the, all the stuff that you can do as an individual to help support this project.
1: Absolutely. Well, we uh, hope uh, everybody checks that out, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing uh, this embassy. And uh, you know, you gentlemen believe that uh, we're going to make contact in our lifetimes?
0: Oh, definitely in our lifetimes for sure
1: Absolutely.
0: I, my my Absolutely. feeling uh, and I, I don't know my feeling before 2035 uh, for sure we're going to have form contact that's my gut i have no idea if that's true but uh that's not too far ahead in the future that's 12 years
1: yeah and there Absolutely. are some uh, other people out there who are saying uh, this decade
0: yeah it could be even shorter heck if we're ready they could they could arrive here before the is built because the embassy, they don't need an embassy per se to come and do a meet and greet. They could even surprise us and say, "Hey, now you're ready. Here we here we are." Um, <laughs> so who knows? We we have to be ready. Like Claude was saying, we have to have to build the embassy inside of us first. And once that's done, anything's possible.
1: Claude Somain, we really appreciate you coming on the program tonight, and the best of luck with the uh, endeavor. Thanks
0: a so bunch, Jeremy.
1: Absolutely. Alliance for ET, the number four, allianceforet.org. If you uh, miss any of that, it's up at paranormalradio.com We'll gather again in 24 hours or 22 hours or whatever it happens to be. Somewhere between paranormal and abnormal, I'm Jeremy Scott. Good night, and God bless.